0: In this episode, I talk to Vishal Pandya. We chat about the society of mortgage professionals and the benefits of communities. Welcome to episode 117 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast.
1: This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. And now, here's your host, Roger Edwards.
0: Hey folks, and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Whether you're listening to this in the car, on a train, boat or plane, on a treadmill or in the bath, thank you for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate it. If you have two minutes, please share the show with a friend or a colleague. It'll help me spread the word and mean that I can get more guests on the show to share their ideas and insights with you. If you're looking for some help with your marketing, even if you just need someone to bounce ideas around with, or if you're looking to cut out bullshit and complexity, please get in touch with me at rogeredwards.co.uk. I'd love to help you. This week's guest is Vishal Pandya. We chat about creating a community to help advisors come together to share ideas and best practice, how the Society of Mortgage Professionals fits with the Chartered Insurance Institute and the Personal Finance Society, the unintended consequences of the mortgage market review on protection insurance and roadshows business development and the importance of social media and digital marketing. Vishal is Operations Manager at the Society of Mortgage Professionals. He runs the Society's roadshows, liaises with advisors and ensures they keep up to date on the latest market and technology developments. Originally from Kenya, he has a unique perspective on UK financial services compared to other international markets. So let's get right into that interview with Vishal here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Vishal, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast.
2: Thank you, Roger. It's a pleasure to be here, and thanks for inviting me along.
0: Not a problem. Vishal, where are we Skyping each other from today? Of course, I'm up in an extremely blustery, windy Edinburgh today.
2: Uh, I'm actually in a calmer part of the world. It's uh, I'm in London at our offices, but we are expecting a blizzard tonight, so... I'm I'm sure we'll get to where you are soon enough.
0: Yeah, so we better get this podcast recording out the way so that you can batten down the hatches and take cover. Vishal, you you work for the the Society of Mortgage Professionals, and uh, I'd like to... Dig into a little bit about that society today, and find out about what you're up to and some of the plans you've got, and how you support mortgage professionals. But before we get into that, maybe give the listeners of the podcast a little bit of background about yourself. What makes Vishal Pandya tick?
2: That's an interesting question. There's actually quite a lot in the background, but I'll I'll go through the basics, not to bore everyone. Um, I was actually born and raised in Kenya before moving to the UK approximately 15 years ago and initially I came over here to continue with my education but once I finished with the university I had a choice of either going back to Kenya and working with my dad in his business or actually making something of myself here so I decided to try that out um, but unfortunately that was at the time of the financial crisis so it was really difficult to get employment which meant that I initially started off working as a self-employed mortgage and protection advisor out, out of the back of an estate agency Um, And that's where my experience really grew from. Mm -hmm. Having grown up in Africa, I've been fortunate enough to see different parts of the world and obviously see how various people cope on a day-to-day basis with the resources they have available to them. Of course. this could be simple things like having access to a roof over their head or indeed having access to financial products and any advice that comes along with such products. So since an early age, I think the UK financial services industry has always fascinated me because it's something that works, in my opinion, really well for the most part. Um, And it does what other parts of the world don't really know financial services can do. So I guess it's this interest in financial services uh, that allowed me to build a career from the back of that estate agency. Um, From there, I worked for various different banks, and now I've ended up at the Society of Mortgage Professionals. I suppose because working in different banks has given me access to huge resources um, and all the all the energy that banks spend in uh, professional development of their employees, that's made me reflect on my role as a uh, mortgage advisor at, at the back of an estate agency. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, the role of such an advisor can be quite remote, and once someone gets involved in that role, they can become so consumed by the day-to-day activity that they don't actually realise what's going on around them in terms of new developments in the industry. So I suppose that's why working for a professional body really suits me, just because it gives me a better understanding of the financial services and the people that work within it. But it also gives me an opportunity to help advisors come together and form a community to share ideas and best practice, just to help move the profession along in a more positive manner, I guess.
0: It's an interesting um, angle you've come up with there, thinking about um, looking in from a different country and actually being really quite complimentary about UK financial services. Because I guess when you are working in financial services day to day, like I've been for many, many years, and a lot of people listening to the podcast are financial services professionals. And I guess sometimes we may sit sit back and actually feel a little bit despairing of the state of UK financial services. You know, we we always have a bit of a moan about the regulation, a bit of a moan about the bureaucracy, and a bit of a moan about the complexity. So it's quite interesting, your perspective of looking at it from a different country and saying, actually, this is a pretty good financial services market. What what is it about UK financial services then that um, excites you so much?
2: Um, I think it's all aspects of it in terms of the roles of advisors, advisors are basically almost non-existent in Kenya, mm-hmm. um, or if there are advisors that'd be in a bank or in a society of that sort, selling a particular product rather than advising on a range of different products. Mm-hmm. So it's that aspect of it, as well as the regulation. I know, like you said, some people may feel that we're a bit over-regulated, uh, which sometimes can be the case. But on the whole, I think the regulators do a really good job of making sure the financial services industry works well for both consumers and to an extent advisors, although their primary goal is obviously to make sure the consumers are looked after.
0: That's a really really interesting viewpoint and uh you know it's quite refreshing to hear somebody say that Vishal. Thinking about the um Society of Mortgage Professionals then just give me a little bit of background about what the organization does. Um I don't really know much about it I have to say. So when did it start and um, and what what sort of things do you get up to?
2: Um well the Society of Mortgage Professionals were created in 2005. We're actually a faculty or a department if you will of the Chartered Insurance Institute.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: you may be aware that the Chartered Insurance Institute is a well-known and well-respected professional body within the insurance sector. It has a global presence of over 150 countries and has more than 125,000 members. Um, but it's perhaps due to this rich heritage that the CII has um, that people in the financial services don't didn't necessarily relate to the CII. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, the CII have chosen to diversify by having different departments and faculties, um, a bit like having separate brands to identify with its various members. So you are probably aware of the Personal Finance Society, which is actually also born from the CII, Mm -hmm. and they're the biggest professional body for IFAs. And everything we actually do is alongside the Personal Finance Society. But our aim is really to provide focus and momentum for those working within the mortgage and protection profession so this could this could range from anyone working as an advisor, an underwriter, someone working in lending administration, or indeed any other back office support functions.
0: And does the Society of um, Mortgage Professionals then have an exam structure in the same way as the CII does? Because I think I'm still technically an associate of the Chartered Insurance Institute and I think I've got the grand title of Chartered Insurer. Um, (coughs) Is there an an equivalent series of qualifications for mortgage um, professionals then?
2: So the qualifications are still offered by the Chartered Insurance Institute Mm -hmm. um, and there are designations associated with those qualifications if you're a member of the Society of Mortgage Professionals. Uh So if for instance someone is uh, qualified to level 4 mortgages, which is the highest level of mortgage qualification someone can have, Uh then they can have the designation CERT SMP after their name. So. Yes, we do have something similar to the char- uh, chartered title, but it obviously doesn't have chartered at the front of it. Possibly something we need to work towards.
0: Yeah, and thinking back to 2005 then when the society started, are you aware Are you aware that there was a, I don't know, a light bulb moment when people at the CII thought, okay, we need to create this brand to support mortgage professionals? And uh, what... What was that? What was that impetus to get the society up and running?
2: Um, well, it would it would have been born out of the qualifications that that are offered by the Chartered Insurance Institute. Mm-hmm. I think the CII realised that having offered these qualifications for people to be able to provide mortgage and protection advice, um, there wasn't really a mechanism for us to look after them mm-hmm. after they'd qualified. Um, and as they do with insurance, they felt that actually what we need to be doing is we need to be providing Ongoing support and giving people updated knowledge on the developments in the market once they've qualified through us. So, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Society of Mortgage Professionals is the only professional body that's specifically designed to look after mortgage and protection professionals. Right. Um, and I think it's that's that sort of uh, momentum that we need to carry on building, um, to really get recognised within the industry. Because, like yourself there are quite a few mortgage advisors and protection advisors that are not fully aware of what we do. And that's all about us having to raise our profile now.
0: It's interesting. I was recently talking to a a mortgage professional uh, by the name of Malcolm Davidson. In fact, he's um, in the Marketing and Finance podcast episode 113. He was telling me about the phenomenal opportunity that mortgage professionals have now since the introduction of the mortgage market review, because when the mortgage market review was introduced, quite a lot of the banks, which traditionally had um, had lent a lot of, mo- of, of money and had set a lot of mortgages up, so almost backed away from giving mortgage advice. And, and, and this has given opportunities to financial advisors to step in and, and take that place. So obviously, it's quite an exciting time at the moment for marketing professionals. So for those people out there who who maybe aren't as aware as as what you're up to and what you do? what what sort of services you can you offer the mortgage professional?
2: Um, so our predominant aim is to provide ongoing CPD activity mm-hmm. um, as well as other things such as uh, the qualifications that we've already discussed. Yeah, um but essentially, what we're looking to do is we're looking to get providers and advisors together and get them to have chats about what's going on in the economic landscape, the political regulatory landscape that could potentially impact on the industry. Um, so when we say that we get providers and advisors together, it's not necessarily product knowledge that we're looking to deliver, but it's actually knowledge that will impact on on the advisors' advice that they give to their clients. Okay. For instance, one of the big hot topics at the moment is obviously – Brexit and how that's going to impact on the market
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm sure no one as of yet knows exactly what that process is going to look like in the years that are coming ahead but at least the providers can give assurance to advisors in terms of what their plans are.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course you're about to launch um, a series of road shows, I think we were, we were talking about it in the green room before I hit record there Vishal, that you're going mm-hmm. out on the road in March so is that the sort of thing you're talking about you're going to be out there with Uh, providers and you're going to get uh, mortgage professionals in a room you're going to discuss these issues is there going to be some cpd training is it presentational educational are you giving people tips on how to grow their business is it is it a mixture of all of those sorts of things
2: exactly a mixture of all of those things so Mm -hmm. the road shows are something we've been doing for quite a number of years now Mm -hmm. and actually we've been increasing the number of roadshows that we've been doing based on feedback we've had from our members in the past so Our last series of roadshows was in October last year, and that was the best attended uh, series that we've had so far, and the feedback was the best we've had so far as well. So as a direct result of that, we've actually increased the number of roadshows we're uh, conducting this year, and as you say, the next series is going to be in March, where we're going to have some industry experts discuss the hot topics of the day, which includes things like the buy-to-let changes, but we also have a really big focus and protection because as you're probably aware um, that's one of the biggest challenges facing the industry today so we want to make sure that all of our members get the benefit of actually using different tips and tricks to persuade their customers or to get the message across to them about the protection piece
0: Yeah and I think the aforementioned MMR has had that uh, sort all like the law of unintended consequences isn't it that the MMR has extended the amount of paperwork involved in, in taking out a mortgage and, and now the advisor has got a longer process to take the customer through. And, and unfortunately, what that means is at the end of that process, probably the last thing they want to do is to then start talking about protection. So have you, have you got a couple of quick tips without wanting to um, give away too much about what you're going to talk about on the roadshow? But what, what do you think mortgage professionals should be doing to ensure that that chat about protection isn't completely lost?
2: I think it's uh, just just doing something different, really. For example, uh, when we had our last series of roadshows, one of the providers shared a simple trick of asking a customer uh, what six ways there are of losing their, their home. Okay. And basically, that client has to go through the process of thinking in their own heads about what could happen and how that could impact them. And as a direct result of that, one of our advisors managed to use that with a client the next day. And she said that was the best protection conversation she's ever had. Um, I think it's about changing our tact on protection because what we've been doing, uh, whilst it's possibly working, isn't delivering the results that the industry needs. So mm. as an industry, I think we need a radical transformation of how we're going to put protection across to consumers.
0: So it sounds like it's, these these roadshows are going to be really, really interesting. And, and are they taking in quite a few major cities in the UK? Is that the way you're doing it?
2: Yeah, so we spread them out geographically across the UK. Um, there's going to be six roadshows in this series, and they're going to be spread across nor- all the way from Northern Ireland down to Brighton, actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, there should be one that's easily accessible to most of our members. And if there isn't, we normally try and have a recording of the roadshows online uh, for our members to view it at a later date. Um, so if they do miss out, and they've not lost out completely.
0: Okay, so that, will that be a video or just an audio recording? A uh, video. Okay, that's 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 really interesting. So thinking about the society and how it's grown over the years, Vishal, what would you say was the, the biggest challenge that um, the Society of Mortgage Professionals faced building, um, building its brand?
2: The challenges we faced are very similar to the industry challenges because uh, whatever the advisors are going through... Uh, we obviously have to help them along uh, overcoming those challenges. So Mm -hmm. our first challenge would have probably been the financial crisis, which was soon after we launched. (laughs) Of
0: course, yeah. It was a bit inconvenient, that, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, And due to that, obviously, the industry lost out on a a great number of advisors just due to financial pressures on business. Mm -hmm. But also as a result of the financial crisis, you mentioned the mortgage market review before and the retail distribution review Whilst in the long run, these were the absolute right things for the industry, in the short term, it also meant that more advisors left the industry. I suppose the positive from that is the fact that the advisors who then remained, or the advisors who've joined since then, have a different mentality, and they're all striving towards professionalism, which I don't think was the case potentially before the financial crisis. So I think uh, that's probably some of our bigger challenges, but they have turned out to be opportunities because actually the people who have remained in the industry want to be more professional and they associate with a professional body in that capacity to raise standards and portray a, a more highly qualified image to their consumers
0: yes yeah, so, so what what would you say has worked really well then since since the market changed as a result of the uh of the, the financial crisis and and have you had to modify your approach at all as a result of that
2: um, I wouldn't say we've had to modify appro- our approach as a direct result of the financial crisis. But as I mentioned before, the world is constantly changing. So mm. we've had to modify our approach in the sense that we've now started using social media more to engage with our with our advisors, the newer breed of advisors coming in, the mill- millennials as, as they're called. Um, they all prefer to be engaged on social media. And I have to admit, our social media strategy probably isn't exactly where it needs to be but it's a work in progress mm-hmm. so we've modified our approach in that way as well as other things such as the videos I mentioned we never used to have videos of the road shows but we found that that's actually a really great way of making sure our advisors aren't missing out because they can't get to a geographical location to attend a roadshow and we've within the last six months also lo- launched our digital proposition Okay. so we've started doing webinars whereby Providers will go through a presentation online rather than at a venue, um, just because it means that some people can actually stay in the comfort of their own home without having to waste time and money attending an event. Um, That being said, the events are as popular as ever, and for us, they're a great opportunity to meet our members and gain the all-important feedback to keep our proposition current.
0: No, it's good that you've got a strategy for developing the di- digital side and also the associated social media as well. I think again, financial services as a as a whole seems to be have been pretty resistant to the development of digital marketing and, and social media. And finally, we are starting to see people like yourselves start using it and championing it. And I'm I'm really pleased about that because. It is obviously the future and and yeah. video as you've said is is incredibly important and and even now we've got the ability to do to do live videos so technically when you're doing your road shows you could you could broadcast that live on facebook or or periscope or something like that So the yeah absolutely
2: that's possibly something we haven't considered before but it's a really really great idea so I'll take that to the marketing team and see what they say.
0: They'll probably ha- hold their hands up in horror and say, "No, no, no, no," because if it's live, we can't edit it. But you know, I think there's a there's a there's a there's a real power to to live video, and I think that it's something for us to really keep an eye on over the over the next eighteen months to two years. So, what what would you say hasn't worked so well?
2: I think it's probably fair to say that we've been slow in terms of catching up with the di- digital age because if we've only just launched our webinar program within the last six months and our social media strategy hasn't been where it needs to be, then I'd say that that's probably something we need to improve on because the world is moving at a really, really fast pace. Mm -hmm. And if we don't keep up, then how can we expect our members to keep up with all the technological advancements and portray that professional image to their consumers that that is highly demanded.
0: Yeah, but you seem to, you seem to have that uh, under control with the with the scheme of development that you've you've talked about. And what about the rewards of all this hard work then, Vishal? What what's been the results that you've achieved um, over the last few years?
2: But last year we actually confirmed that we've broken through a record of eight thousand members, uh, which was a significant milestone for us. And we've actually been growing week on week since then. So for us that's really rewarding to see that more people are engaging with us and mm-hmm. actually see the value in membership. Um I think 8000 is a really good good and commendable number given the size of the industry because no one knows exactly how big the mortgage and protection industry is but they reckon there are between 16 to 25000 advisors working on it on a day-to-day basis. So 8000 is a is a good number but we obviously have uh high hopes for more
0: I think 8,000 is pretty good. And hopefully you'll get some more members as a result of people listening to the podcast. So Mm -hmm. what would be the one big idea that you'd like those people listening to the Marketing and Finance podcast today to take away from the experiences you've had working for the Society of Mortgage Professionals?
2: I guess our message is clear to anyone who would be listening to the podcast today, Uh, whichever industry they belong to, whether that's advising in financial services or marketing or something completely different. Um, I think everyone needs to start conducting or continue conducting well-planned and regular CPD activity Mm -hmm. just for their own professional development. Um, The pace at which things are moving along economically um, in terms of regulation, politics, technology, it all affects the professions that we're in. Mm -hmm. And we need to make sure that we're not getting left behind because if we're looking after clients who are soon going to realize that we don't know what we're talking about they're either going to approach or be approached by someone else who's more suitably qualified to look after them and yeah. of course
0: things are going so fast as you've said you know digital technology changing day by day uh, mm-hmm. it was interesting i was i was um, i was seeing a demonstration of um, virtual reality technology a few days ago and you can just imagine now that people will be viewing properties in a virtual environment before long. So how does the how does the um, the finance industry tap into that sort of technology? So there's all sorts of things that we really need to keep on top of.
2: Yeah, there was actually something interesting I came across uh, listening to one of your podcasts, which was, I can't remember which organisation it was, but an organisation actually did a virtual reality exhibition, um, which is something I wouldn't even have thought was possible, but obviously it engaged with a lot of people. So... We need to be keeping on top of these things and finding out exactly what's working and what's available to to explore.
0: Yeah, that was Panacea Advisor. They put on a, an entire pensions conference online, and effectively, it's like you said before, in the comfort of your own home, you can sit in front of the screen, and you can actually walk around the exhibition hall and go up to stands as you would do in a real live uh, conference um, hall, and and talk to the avatars of real individual people who similarly sat in the comfort of their own home it's a bit bizarre really I almost felt as if I was in some sort of video game or was expecting a zombie to jump out at me at at any (laughs) moment and 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 thinking about yourself Vishal and the experiences you've had personally what would you say was the most important thing you've learned from working with a professional body like the Society of Mortgage Professionals?
2: I think the message from from myself would be the same I guess it would be hypocritical of me to tell your listeners to invest time in their Personal development, but not to do it myself. So, um, for me, I've learned to be more structured in my professional development, in the sense that because I'm taking more control of what I'm learning, mm-hmm. I'm actually enjoying it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, having worked for bigger organisations in the past, when CPD activity activity was prescribed to me, um, I potentially didn't enjoy it as much. Whereas nowadays, if I've got my own own plan and o- own agenda then I'm actually enjoying it a lot more and I'm finding that I find more time to do these things. In fact, I'm actually going through the level four mortgage qualification at the moment as well. And it's been really insightful to see what sort of content is available in that higher level qualification than just the basic mortgage and protection qualification.
0: That's fantastic. And what I also like to do on the podcast, Vishal, is to is to. Look outside the immediate um, focus of what we're talking about and look at the wider industry and maybe even outside the industry. Has there been any marketing campaigns or products or, or, or something that's caught your attention in the last year that you've just sat back and thought, wow, that's just awesome? And if so, what was it and tell us what you liked about it.
2: I mean, political views aside, I don't know whether people would be on one side or the other side of this argument. Um, but there were actually two campaigns in 2016 which I felt took the world by storm. Mm. And as, as you can probably guess, that was the Vote Leave campaign for Brexit and the Trump campaign, which is going to see him as the next US president. Of course. I mean, as I say, political views aside, I think these two campaigns have shown us that identifying with your audience can really drive a uh, campaign forward. Uh, only the way marketeers can dream
0: that 's absolutely right and and trying to get at wh- whether you agree with the result or not you can 't disagree with the fact that they did engage with a, with the the majority of the uh, of, of the voters and mm-hmm. and it would be very interesting to try to isolate and work out exactly what it was that Leave and Trump did to engage with those people that the other side didn't. It, it really is very fascinating. In fact, I'm, I'm doing another podcast interview later on today uh, with a guy called Thor Holt, and we're going to be talking about exactly that. So that was a bit, precog- okay. was a bit of precognition from you there, Vishal. Well, and, well, and- I'll be looking forward to listening <laughs> to that podcast. <laughs> Absolutely right. And what about um, and, and continuous development and learning? Are there any business books that you've read recently that you would recommend to the listeners of the podcast?
2: It's probably not marketed as a business book, um, but what I've particularly enjoyed is co- called "Being a Happier Parent with NLP." Okay, um, I can't remember the name of the author, but having a little one at home, I initially read this just to sort of help me better understand how I can communicate with my daughter, just to make sure we're not we're not uh, confronting a lot. But really, the teachings are transferable to adult conversations as well. Um, But I really enjoy the aspect of NLP and how we can use the art of persuasion to make a conversation go our way.
0: I'll have to look that one up. I'll have to look that one up. (laughs) Vishal, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been really interesting to talk to you about the development of the Society of Mortgage Professionals and and listening to some of the things you're up to with your roadshows and your digital marketing strategy. I'm hoping that people are going to want to get in touch with you. So what is the best way for the listeners to connect?
2: Um, The best ways would probably be LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn as Vishal Pandya. I'm the only one who works for the Society of Mortgage Professionals, so it should be fairly easy to find me on there. Or anyone can email me directly as well. My email address is vishal.pandya at the smp.org.
0: Fantastic. And I'll include links to those contact details in the show notes for this podcast, which you can find at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF. Vishal, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Been great to speak to you and no doubt we'll meet up at some industrial function in the next 12 months.
2: Absolutely. I'll look forward to that. And thanks again for having me on the show. It's been really great. And hopefully, we can uh, do this again sometime.
1: Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the topics, apps, and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. If you are a business person, financial services professional, or journalist and have a marketing or finance story to tell, please get in touch you could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's just thoughts and opinions, okay?